Yo, 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 go, yo. Hello, hello, hello. Mm. So, mm-hmm. what are you going to talk about today? What are we talking about? I think you should introduce the topic since it was your. It was not good. Your intervention. Yo, don't do, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't do this. We we play our roles. You trying? You trying to have me not play my role? Uh, what? You trying to have me not play my role? What you talking about? We have roles. Your job is to introduce and host. We're going to talk about the connection between food and our emotions. Have we started? Have we? I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings. Greetings. (laughs) Yo. I can do that. I can do the greetings. No, that's mine. You supposed to say good morning. You haven't said good morning to the people in a while. No, now we got now now we got rolls. Greet. Go ahead. You gonna stop pushing that recording button without telling me too? Greetings, everyone. Let it ride. Hold up. Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast oh I, with God. JP and Mia. Jesus Christ. So JP keeps messing with the recording Jacob button P. and not telling me that he's recording me. I'm looking at it lit, but so, in my brain it's not telling me so that, that it's actually recording. So is that my fault? No, because I'm thinking that we're doing a test. So it's not my fault? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all of our listeners out in the uh, multiverse. Um, I am Mia, for those of you who I have not had the chance to uh, shout out or reach out to. Um, Coming through your speakers here, I'm joined by my husband and co-host, JP, over here. A.K.A. Young Confused. Well, it's that time of year, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, we want to, I want to give a shout out to um, some other uh, countries through which we are um, coming through now. We are checking our outreach in terms of uh, analytics and where we're being listened to. And so I wanted to shout out um, Tokyo and Belgium and there's a couple of other major areas where we have a lot of listeners um so it's exciting to see us lit up in other countries so thank you all for listening even if you're like popping up and tapping on it for 30 seconds and like ah, no that's not for me uh we welcome you we thank you for the chance so yeah we gotta figure out what's going on with africa we don't have anything in africa so (laughs) maybe need to send them some cookies or something (laughs) peace treaty the entire continent what the hell is going on africa yeah yeah well you know uh hey uh shout out to our african uh african listeners i was gonna say like each country but i was gonna take a while so we're just gonna go with the continent yeah let's Um, not be racist yeah it's i don't think it's racist all right so um hey this is episode 17 for us so we are moving right along again um 
This is just for fun, um, particularly with our subject today. We don't want one thousand downloads. Yes, can we please have like a like applause for one thousand downloads? I, I forgot my buttons. <laughs> See, there we go. I forgot where my buttons were. <laughs> We've got to label our buttons. So, uh, thank you all for for inviting us into your home and into your lives. Um, I get a lot of in person uh, comments. People like to comment on our episodes to me in person at work. So that's fun. I'm like, oh, really? Like, hey, I listened to your episode on arguments, and you know, I've identified myself. And I said, oh, you know, hey, that's how you make the make your relationship work. That's how you go forward. In the areas of your life that you need some improvement. So we're here to help out our fellow relationshipers um, and try to just make things a little better because it's all messed up right now, y'all. Like the world is just, man, it's rough out here. Like rough, rough. In the days, rough. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a little disclaimer for our episode today. Um, it is, I am again, we're not, uh, professional counselors. We are not, uh, in the business of telling you what you should and should not do in your lives. We are here to just give some personal stories about what we've been through and try to give you some options that we've researched in order for you to find a happy place. Yes, that we've researched. I don't research. Well, I'm that Mia has researched and that I share with JP. I'm a freestyler. So he is. But so that we can appear as if we aren't just making stuff up. So it has to have some type of factual backing. Where's the fun in that? Well, it doesn't have to be necessarily fun. It's just it's fun for us. I like research. Okay. Yeah. So, so today's topic... I'm going to clear the throat here. Today's topic is coming out of um, a need Mm -hmm. that I have um, have had on and off for a pretty, pretty much a long time. I think probably since I met you, it's been something that I've probably grappled with um, maybe since I left home, which was 2002. So that's been a while. Damn. Yeah, no, right? So I'm you going old. to. I am not. I am mature, honey. So I am going to um, take a little dive into the connection between food and what we eat and our emotions and how sometimes those two things can become um, entangled. You know, thanks, Jada, for the word. Uh, a little bit of entangled, and we it have, creates. We have to go any episode without bringing them people up. Really? No, we. It was just the last one, I think, and probably the one before that. And the one before that. Mm. The one before that. Mm, I gotta go listen back. Oh, I don't we are scarred by the Smiths, but continue. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we're gonna um sort of explore how food and emotions are connected, and I'm gonna talk about. Some of the more personal um, sort of weaknesses or difficulties that I have, Uh, I think my hubby wanted to do an intervention, and so I am helping him with my intervention. So, and we'll, (laughs) he 
<laughs> looking up at the sun. We're going to well, look into. Glasses uh, are clear. <laughs> we're going to uh, help Mia. Uh, sort help of Mia, get help, a little help more grounded. Help Mia. Help JP. Help Mia. Because JP is uh, suffering right now under the guise of my emotional state. And so we're going to try to heal a little bit of my emotional state so that um, I won't create giant children who have poor relationship with food. So because that's what's happening. (laughs) Giant children who don't really understand um, when it is okay to eat and when it's not okay to eat. And since I'm mom. Unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, I have I am the sort of the steward of what we eat in the house. And so I have to set a better example for my babies now since they're still little. Um, So teaching them early what I learned late. So that's what we're going to go for. That sounds like a great introduction. Sounds really heavy. It works for me. And I'm going to have JP um, dive in with his point of views as well. So, because he has a lot of them. So, you have to be honest, mister. Yes. So, I want you to talk to me because, of course, this is our uh, weekly counseling session. So, we're self counseling here. So, let's kind of start at the top. Um,. I would like to start, if you don't mind, with um, what is your feelings regarding how I eat? I'm going to start with me and not really involve the kids per se, because, of course, what we eat as adults is pretty much what the kids eat. So how do you feel regarding my nutritional habits what I eat. I want to know sort of your point of view from your from your brain. So you tell me, like identify our challenge. Sheltered. Okay. Sheltered, sheltered, and mm, sheltered and limited, limited, <laughs> very, very mm-hmm. limited, because. You there? There's two food groups. Okay. There's chicken and beef. <laughs> That's it. And chicken and beef. <laughs> That's it. My food group. That's, that's the rotation. Um, yeah. You eat a periodic vegetable. Mm-hmm. A periodic vegetable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. As in time. Yes. Periodically in time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh huh. And. It it can it can become very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So that's that's kind of a summary of it. Mm-hmm. Um. That's a that's a pretty <laughs> solid summary. <laughs> yes, and I will me sort of um, like get into why right that is. <laughs> so no, I want to sort of like ditto it because what happens is. We get on a, a carousel. I call it the food carousel. And so it'll be, you know, the pattern. It'll be, you know, Chinese food, pizza, um, some type of chicken served in some type of way. Then McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's. And then we'll go all the way back around like it is like a carousel. Mm-hmm. And and I get sick of eating, quote unquote, the same thing because I don't see it as a limited I just see it as a carousel, but I think we're talking about the same thing. 
mm-hmm. in terms of eating the same thing all the time, which means it's limited, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the pure definition of limited. So um, I get tired of just eating, period. I'm like, I don't want to eat. And that is not a good thing. I know that um, others who I've talked to utter the same thing. Like you just get tired of eating because you feel like you're eating the same thing. So I'll just ditto. Okay. Ditto so that. Where where did this? <clears throat> Excuse me. Where did mm-hmm. this exposure to this eating habits? Where did this begin for you? <sighs> so where did it begin? That's a great question. I'm, I've been sitting and thinking um, because I have some, some was looking at the research. I've uh, gotten you want to just my grab, source. You want to just grab your paper? No, I don't grab it yet because I want to talk about me without being shadowed by what oh. the paper says. Okay. But I've been like glancing at it and I'm like, okay, does that sound like me? Where does that come from? So I'm uh, my main source of research is from Vanderbilt University Medical Center. So higher up. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I have to sort of start with little me. Mm -hmm. Um, I am the product of young parents. This is not to say that just because my parents were young, that this is the primary reason why. But having younger parents in a city that doesn't have, have a lot of money, your options for a healthier, healthier options are not as prominent as the bad options. So I had, you know, a young mother, young dad. They were, you know, young people with a baby, with a young kid. And they were working full time. My dad probably at that point was working two jobs just to make sure that, you know, his, his, you know, wife, very young wife and child were good. And so what became was either I was eating what my granddad made on whatever random day of the week it was. And then Sundays because he would make Sunday dinner. Other days of the week, it was whatever we could find that was cheap and easy. And then, of course, I had two sisters behind me. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. That's the crud. So I had two sisters behind me who, you know, of course, I would imagine. I, I've actually never talked to my mom about how tight money must have been, but it had to have been with, you know, three children. And, you know, she wasn't work, making a whole lot. And, you know, it's a lot. So. We, I have memories of um, eating out, oh, probably not a lot per se, but when we were eating at home, it wasn't always like salad and dressing and vegetables all day either. So I think I've had a lifetime of not eating well, and I haven't had the... I haven't had a person tell me, no, you shouldn't do that. Let's do it this way. And I've, so I've tried. It, you have been the person to do that. And you are in the unfortunate position to reverse, you know, 20, 20 30. years, 30 years of, 30. of let's, let's go with about you start. You probably started eating <sighs> cheeseburgers probably around two. Yeah. Let's go about 35, 35 years, 35 years of, of habit. Whew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And and again, it's no knock on um, younger parents. You know, I know you know plenty of people who ate really healthy. A lot of people, you know, grew up with fresh vegetables coming out of the ground. You know, that kind of thing. And it just where I grew up, it wasn't a practical option. And oftentimes, I hear this a lot where 
the healthier options are so much more expensive than the cheap stuff that you just give up on trying to get the healthier because, you know, you got to feed your kids and you're trying to hurry up and get home and do homework and baths and bed. And it's just feed the kids and go to bed. And so I'm not bitter about it. I just know that now I have to adjust my tweak. I got to tweak it so that I am not teaching my children that with all of the knowledge that we have now. So, um, so yeah, so I'll get into like childhood things again in a second, because that is one of the, um, well, it's one of the ways that food and emotions are connected through our childhood memories. So, so we'll get into that in a moment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think it's just a long term, um, wiring, long term wiring. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to change and or do and and or do better? Yes, because I'm I don't want to stay on the yo-yo. Right. Because I'll I can I can lose weight like it's easy for me to lose weight It's literally just stopping eating. It's not necessarily eating better. I have to eat better because I want to be here as long as I'm supposed to be here. Like, I don't want to have, um, you know, in 20 years, y'all got to, you know, deal with some type of condition that I have that I could have prevented when I was in my 30s based on how I ate. So and and I don't want to, like, diet to lose weight by not eating because that's not the healthy way. And then, of course, I'm going to gain it back later. So I don't want to, like, do that process anymore. It's tiring. Yes. So I, I got a kind of I got a word what it is that mm-hmm. I have to do periodically mm-hmm. from you guys. And I, 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 do, I don't, I don't like it, but I have to do it. Cause that's kind of what I've been doing recently, which has been helping me with my weight loss. Mm-hmm. So I would say would ed- edibly separate, edibly separate from you guys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I see where you at. All right. I'm like, um, Edibly separate. Yeah, we, we always come I, up I can't with times. Eat what you guys eat. Yeah, because it's not it's not good for you. And I hate that because digestion. we're a family, but I just don't want to do that all the time, and I I don't want y'all to do that either. Yeah. So sometimes I, have, I feel sick. It's it's a lot, <laughs> and and you know it's we'll we'll get into it in a second. But there's a lot to why some of the go-tos are the go-tos. So, cause I've identified them. It's just like getting off the carousel. I'm like, okay, how do I hop off of this? So I've looked up how to start to fix things. So, yeah, it's, so it's a really tough place. It's a really tough place for me. Yeah. And, and JP has always been a much healthier eater in terms of looking at the grand scope of me and him together. I think I was a big factor in our happy pounds when we first got together because <laughs> he was just like hey we were eating the same thing and I am you know I'm not a grown man I'm not a six foot you know six foot tall 200 pound man so but we were eating the same thing and I was like hey I was good until I wasn't until I looked up one day and I stopped stepping on the scale and this that's when it became like okay mm-hmm. Girl, what you doing? And that's the first, that's when I first lost, I think the first 30, when I first went on um, my weight loss program. Mm -hmm. I don't want to name it, but unless they want to pay me. But (laughs) I lost 30 pounds one week at a time, literally a pound or two a week. 
got that off, and then I lost 10 after. It was like, no, it was like 11 after that, <clears throat> on like a second. So, but again, that was caloric deficit. It wasn't, you're learning how to eat better. I never learned how to eat better. I never learned it. It was just, I could stop eating and mm-hmm. I was losing weight. And for me, it was like, hey, I'm losing weight. Hey, but it's not long term decision making. I'm not changing, like, I'm pointing at my brain, y'all. I'm not changing anything up here. It's all just shallow decision making. So, so that's what I want to start to work on, especially now that I'm on um, holiday break and I have a week and a half at least to just dedicate to looking up some things, finding a nutritionist, that kind of thing. So, so yeah. So I'm telling the world here I'm going to do different, be better. We got documentation and receipts we do. now. We so do. now I can go back to twenty Where we at December nineteenth. I'm talking about the time on the podcast. Oh, okay. Twenty minutes, forty five seconds into the podcast <laughs> on the podcast on December nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Time right. timestamp. Yes. Oh. Yes. So hold me to it, uh, listeners. So here's what I have, um, because, of course, I'm trying I'm reading a book. Um, it's a book by OK, I cannot think my author is slipping me, but it's called You Are a Badass. And it is um, I like psychology. That counts as a cuss word. Yeah. <laughs> so what is the title of the book? I don't and her care. It still came out. It still came out. Of her you. stick. Is this phrase came out of your face orifice orifice? Fine, I'll take it. So her 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 entire um, thing is um, psychologically treating yourself as as if you are an important, as if you are a a big thing. And so she her her major, I say, sort of life advice is to stop treating yourself like a, like basically like trash because we do it all the time. Like we don't take care of our bodies. We don't take care of our minds. We care too much about what people think and say. And we don't always make the best decisions because of that. So I'm reading that book and it's eye-opening, by the way. You guys have to read it. Um, I may do an episode once with just like all the, like, the good highlights of it. But um, a part of the book and the chapter that I'm reading talks about how you should connect with your higher power. Watch your tisk. Am I tisking? You are tisking. Oh, man. I'm trying to figure out how to stop it. <laughs> I don't know how to stop it. Um, so, I don't. <laughs> I just heard it. <laughs> it's Jamie talking about me. <laughs> I know now, now I'm like really hyper- Conscious of it. No, continue. The um, the area that she talks about is looking into yourself and having some type of connection with a higher power and how you feel in your body. Because, of course, as far as we know, this is the only one we get and we need to try to treat it with as much, you know, respect and love as possible in order to love ourselves more. So. I'm reading up on the connection between our food that we eat and our emotions. And Vanderbilt University Medical Center, hey, had four major connections between food and feelings. And so I'm going to read these to you to see if any of these, well, I know they connect to me, but you can kind of, you know, 
co-sign for some of these. There we go again. Johnny <sighs> JP judging me. He's not judging sl- me. JP is my partner. Hour. He's my slander partner hour. in my be better, do better. One day we got to have a criticized JP episode. We talked about some of your some of your habits and things. Okay. I just want to make sure it's balanced. <laughs> like it's male bashing. Protect, oh, protect this protect this black woman. Mm. It's not it's not a Tyler Perry movie. Okay. Well, we don't want it. Okay. Ain't no light skinned dude coming to save you. First one is okay, so connection between food and feeling. The first one is early childhood experiences. That one's um mm-hmm. probably number one on my list. Yep. Um, the second one is under stress, our bodies crave carbohydrates because they soothe and relax us. And I have a very stressful existence. What is so. your craving? What's your go to stressor stressor food? Burgers and fries. It is my those are my yeah, and you said beef is one of my food groups. It is. <laughs> beef and chicken. It's <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't even realize how much I eat fries before I, until I did like a week, and I like numbered how many times I had a French fry. You eat, you eat potatoes probably daily. It probably yeah, it was five times either that one. Either, either French fries or hash browns, it counts. Yeah, see, all, I even see. I don't even eat hash browns, but French fries made up for it easy. So, um, the third one was. Uh, Focusing mental energy on food distracts us from what we are feeling or prevents us from facing feelings. So if I'm facing a difficult coworker or a difficult decision or I'm trying to minimize the stress, it causes more stress and causes more mental energy, which means I have to eat. And then the last one is 75% of overeating is caused by emotions. So anytime I am dealing with emotions other than happy, joyful, ecstatic, all those good ones, I'm finding myself reaching towards food. So I am um, textbook emotional eater. And I'll say textbook because I did this little like checklist. They have six, six, um, terms or six questions to ask yourself to figure out if you are an emotional eater quote unquote and I checked off three of them and so that's 50% mm-hmm. and so emotional eaters they said do you eat more when you're feeling stressed that's one of mine definitely and then my stress is consuming it's all consuming so um, do you eat when you're hungry or when you're full I don't do that because I don't like the feeling of full like I don't feel like I'm going to vomit so I, I don't feel I don't eat past full I have done it before, but now I don't eat past it because it's like, oh, I don't like that. Like I'm about to like let it go feeling. Um, Do you eat to feel better, which is to calm yourself, soothe yourself when you're anxious, when you're sad, mad, bored, etc. Absolutely. I eat to feel better. Um, Do you reward yourself with food? Yep. All the time. <laughs> All the time. I deserve these cookies. Oh, I deserve this chocolate bar. <laughs> and deserve, I'm like, and what does that idea come from that I deserve food? Mm-hmm. But we're going we gonna to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it has, do you regularly eat until you are uncomfortable? Again, I don't anymore, but I have in the past. And then do you feel powerless or out of control around food? And I don't feel that way, but I feel as if I could be. If I don't check it. 
So, so I am an emotional eater. Hello, my name is Mia and I'm an emotional eater. I need the crowd to be like, hi, Mia. And I've been an emotional eater probably since college, honestly. But I've never pegged it. I've never said, oh, that's what it is. Because when you're in college, everybody eat bad, right? You just, it's three in the morning. You want some ramen. You go down, trek down the hallway, put your little ramen bowl in the microwave, pray to God you don't burn it up so that you wake up everybody in the dorm and eat your ramen, open up that, you know, whatever, biology books. Mine was a biology book. Oof, God. Or math, geometry. And... You kind of eat your way through college, a lot of us. And that's where they get like the freshman 15 and all that stuff. You just kind of do. Um, And then back then I was skinny. So I didn't figure I didn't. It didn't occur to me that I could be skinny and, and be an emotional eater. Like my connection was that if I'm in shape and I'm working out, that I'm not necessarily a bad eater or that I'm not an emotional eater. So, of course, over time, with a slower metabolism, that has caught up. So, so yeah. So, those are the things. Something that JP is learning about his wife here. Mm-hmm. So, but we're going to overcome some of those. We shall overcome. We, we shall overcome. Mm. So. Is that the key? <laughs> no, it's not the key. <laughs> um... Early childhood experiences. I heard you go, mm-hmm. So what are you thinking there? You were just like, mm-hmm. You were just agreeing. I just can visualize you in your little bumblebee suit <laughs> eating cheese paper. <laughs> I like cheese Oh, yeah. Paper. She eats the cheese, cheese paper. Cheese uh, box. Uh, so that's there's something to that. That's a little... Yeah, the cheese paper. I like cheese. That's a little psycho. I like cheese and bread and pasta and all the stuff you quote unquote not supposed to eat. You're only supposed to eat in moderation. I there's no moderation there. And the paper that it comes on. <laughs> I won't eat the paper. I don't eat the paper. I peel it off the paper. I don't I've never eaten the paper. Yeah. Right. I, I just pull the paper off the cheese. <laughs> so anywho. Oh, yeah. So, um, so those are the connections between food and feelings. Um, I wanted to look up, I found a, an area of that same website that talks about why we crave certain food, because that's always very interesting because I crave very specific certain foods at certain times of the day. Going back. Uh huh. So when we were, what we, what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, with with younger you, um, was fast food kind of uh, like a necessity, or was it more so a reward? Because for me, it was mm-hmm. a fast food was a reward. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, meaning, I mean, not a reward, but it was kind of a a luxury type thing because you know we my, my family cooked mm-hmm. like every every day. We did the vegetables and. Everything came from there. Uh, fast food was kind of a luxury because I would I would want it because mm-hmm. we'd be riding in the car and I'd be like, I want some white castles and stuff like that. They'd be like, right. they'd be like, no, nah, we got food at home. Right. So was that more so of a way of life for you guys of eating fast food? In my memory, yes. Mm-hmm. 
They, I don't think that. I don't want to make it like, sound like I'd my mom like, did something I'd, I'd be like, I don't want no damn greens and pig feet. I'm, I'm seven. <laughs> and so I had the opposite existence, I think. I think that it grew to become the norm instead of a luxury. Like, it was easy to just go buy Burger King or go buy McDonald's mm. or go buy, you know, whatever was in the area because my um, parents were working and. It was difficult, you know, all the time to just try to find some type of balance. And I, I understand that completely now. You talk about the 90s, but now even trying to find a balance. The, the main thing was convenience. It's convenient and it's fast and it's and it's done. I don't have to cook it. I don't have to clean and it's and it's there for me to grab and go. Yeah, and you, that's that's the uh, that's you see that's where what I it come is. from. My sister cooked a full course meal at eight in, in the morning. In the morning <laughs> and have dinner ready in the morning. Dinner is ready at eight thirty in the morning before you go to work. Here, take this plate <laughs> with you so you can have your lunch. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. But yeah, and and mine was opposite. And and it's not to say that my mom did anything wrong. It was I just I get it. Like it was easy for her to just roll by and, ba- you know, back then you can take $20 and feed the family, you know, not so much anymore. But it was it was convenient and and she didn't have to worry about whether or not we were full because we could have what we wanted. Like we were eating whatever we wanted. And so it wasn't it was it was treated as a reward, but then it became sort of the norm. So it wasn't so much a reward. Like I can remember right now, Friday paydays. And we would do, you know, the family like dinner and a movie or we would go out to eat like it was just a thing for Friday paid on Friday paydays to go out to eat. And of course, when you go out to eat, you're not going out for salad. You know, you're going out for fun, like the McDonald's Playland or Play Place. Like that's just kind of what it was. Um, And again, I'm coming from a place that and like a lot of places in our country that don't have a whole lot of like healthy food options. We don't have healthy restaurants. Yeah, because we don't have no healthy restaurants. I mean, I had to I had to like literally like work to get it. I had to Mm -hmm. like save up cans and take them to the recycling yard to get to get get money. Basically to get basically get um, because croissants used to be 99 cents. Yeah. So I used to used to recycle my cans and then Mm. have had my dad take me to Burger King to get a croissant for dollars some change. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for my mom, it was normal. We would just go swing through on the way to my grandma's house before we caught the bus. So, yeah. So we have those opposite existences, which, of course, now is is showing where those the food connections come from. So, yeah, so mine is a lot. And and for me, it's always been, I think I got just wired. Food is a reward. Food is a reward. So when I did good, you know, in school, I got my Pizza Hut reward cards. I had a stack of them because your girl was reading. And so I had pizza as a reward or I had. The bookie program. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I I used to stack them things up. Uh, And my mom, you know, multiply by three because she had three children. We were all avid readers, so or or I had to get A's so I can get tacos because you got you got oh. free tacos at Taco John's mm. when you got A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were so. just going randomly and going to get this that stuff. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. No, I had I had to hustle up money to get fast food. Yep, and so and that's that's opposite makes us opposite. So yeah, so that's where that's where mine is coming from, and it, you know I've never sat down and actually pinpointed it. It just. And even through college, I did the same thing. And you know by then, because you came in by that point when I used to just overdraft my account because I was so set 
on rewarding myself with food that it didn't matter that I only had seven dollars in my bank account. Thirty six dollars, six dollars and ninety nine cent on what I wanted to eat because that was my reward for my hard work. Thirty five dollar overdraft. Overdraft fee. Yep. That's that's where it comes from. Ridiculous. (laughs) But it's coming from a place that I never verbalized before. Like it never occurred to me that it came from that. It was just how I was. I'm like, hey, I'm (laughs) I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna tell you how extreme it got. And this is this is like a real life story. My college campus. (laughs) College campus is on a block, and then the closest. Burger place was Wendy's down in West End. So you had to make a le- a right at the light and go, I don't know, maybe four or five blocks down. It was a walk, like a walk, walk. It was probably a 30 minute walk to get to the closest burger place because we had churches and Popeyes across from each other. That was what down the street from campus. And then further away, the closest next thing to that was Wendy's. That so Wendy's was like five, six miles away. That thing was it won't five that miles. Thing is far. With, and and uh, it was thirty minutes when you walked up when you when you <laughs> speed walk. So if it was five miles, hey, we we hiked that five. So I remember one night, me and my roommate, we were like, "Hey, we are dead set on this Wendy's. We have got to get to Wendy's." So we walked to Wendy's, and of course, you talking about sundown in early spring, so it wasn't quite <laughs> light, you know, until nine o'clock at night. And we got there, and I think the inside had closed early, and so we walked ourselves through the drive through the drive through, <laughs> and was trying to get people to buy our food for us. So we were like, "Hey, we got so this. Was out there like we got this fast food crackheads, like some fast food crackheads, dude." We were like, "Hey, can you buy our food for us? Because the inside and closed. We gotta walk back to our campus." <laughs> Cause we hungry We had You know we were like We didn't want to eat in the calf Like I don't know what night it was It just wasn't We just weren't feeling it We would like Wendy's or die Did y'all eat the Did y'all eat the food at the place Or did y'all try to walk All the way back with that food We were walking and eating Okay Yeah we walked and ate Yeah And it was It was a, it was a sad state Cause of course You talking about cold fries I mean we had some guys They bought our food for us Cause I guess they felt sorry These two little crackhead girls In this drive through um, because it, it like closed at seven, then it was then it got dark, and you talking about you know, West End before the West End the way it looks right now. <laughs> so it got dark. We were walking. We were like, "Oh, Father, cover us!" And we just steadily walking Bad and eating decisions. French fries. Bad decisions. You know, you talking about nineteen year old brains. You know, not the smartest in the world. So, but that is the extent through which I handled. My reward, my reward system, my dopamine in my body wanted food. And I still right now want that reward in through the form of food. And it's it's going to take some time for me to find another way to reward myself. <laughs> Jay, why are you, why are you laughing? You're not supposed to laugh, babe. We are doing an intervention here on my life. So so that is that's what it is. So 38. 39 minutes in. Uh-huh. Another timestamp. Four. None. Wait, what's your timestamp? My personal for? notes. All right. So, <clears throat> why do we crave certain foods? So, mm. they say that when you're bored, you often crave salty things. So, chips, you know, things, things of that nature. When you're angry or frustrated, people often reach for crunchy. Uh, when you are excited or intense about something, you often reach for something that is spicy. 
And when you're happy, content, joyful, you reach for sweet. Mm. What's missing here is savory. I am a sweet and savory craver. So I always want something that is savory and sweet. What, like gravy? No, like a burger. <laughs> a cheeseburger is savory. You want a Salisbury steak? <laughs> I do like steak. So it's savory. I don't know. I'm just going to equate that to like stress. Some garlic potatoes? Um, I am not. People, I'm going to continue to read our research here because JP <laughs> laughing. People in happy moods tend to prefer foods like pizza or steak. And they say sad people, of course, reach for ice cream and cookies. And then bored people open up a bag of potato chips. And you end up just like that bag of potato chips. <laughs> empty, empty inside. <laughs> Where's that from? Nutty professor. <laughs> empty inside. That is exactly you eat the whole big bag of chips. And I often find myself grabbing them chips, and I will take down half a bag of chips, and I had, and that, and it, and it's empty, and I had no idea why. And then, of course, here comes my little people, and that's where I'm coming from now. Is I have a baby girl who follows <sighs> almost everything I do, and she's a miniature version of me, which is pure terror, by the way. Is having a little child looking, acting like. And following your every mannerism, I didn't. I know that our children were going to follow us. I didn't know to which to that extent that she was going to follow. And then her body can't take what I eat. Like she's gaining the weight, and it's not in a you know, it's not equal. Now, right now, she's okay because she's proportion according to her doctor. So she's at the top of the chain, basically, with weight and height. But, of course, it's on the edge. Like, I don't want it to be her in the 90th some percentile and on the edge of being overweight because of how we eat as a family. So, and she loves potato chips. And it's because, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily because she's bored. I know she eats out of boredom, but she's also becoming an emotional eater by um, emotional eater by observation, I think. So, so now I have a bigger motivational thing going on of, of of changing a lot of our habits so yeah mm-hmm. there's a big difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger and i didn't know this until i read these two things here mm-hmm. it says physical hunger like being truly hungry comes on gradually can be postponed you know you get the error in your stomach but it's okay Uh, It can be satisfied by any number of foods. Like you can eat a bunch of grapes or whatever and you're good. Um, Once you're full, you stop eating and it doesn't cause you feelings of guilt. Emotional hunger. Ding, ding. It says it feels sudden and urgent. All of my, the way I eat probably every day is urgent. It's, oh my God, I forgot to eat. I could go, I'll eat breakfast at eight o'clock. 8.15-ish in the morning, and that's me driving and eating, which is not good at all. And then by 2 o'clock, I am starving because I forgot that I had lunch. And and so, and then, of course, dinner is urgent because I'm, it's 6.30. I'm trying to hurry up and feed the kids. So everything that I eat now is urgent, which is not good. But it's, I mean, it's, you know, knowing is half the battle. Um, emotional hunger also causes very specific cravings. And of course, my husband has pinpointed my two food groups. 
major food groups here. Um, people are more likely to eat beyond feeling physically full and then likely to result in feelings of guilt, shame or embarrassment afterwards. So that's the main um, sort of things that you think about when you're uh, emotionally hungry and not necessarily physically hungry. And I think mine's come from the fact that I forget to eat because I'm always running, 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 that I don't slow down and actually enjoy food. I don't enjoy food. I eat because if I don't, I'm going to be mad. If I don't, I'm going to be irritable. That's how I eat. It's not because I really, really want that chicken that Johnny makes. Oh, it's really, really tasty. And I really need something good to eat. It's, you know, now that day, you know, last week when I asked you to make the chicken, it was like, because I need the chicken. But most days of the week, it is very like, hey, a necessity. I got to eat because I'm supposed to. And that's a sad existence. Mm. So... (laughs) <sighs> Deep breath. Let's say. Yeah, let's say, let's say. But again, knowing is half the battle. So with great power comes <laughs> comes great responsibility, which is actually not the correct quote, by the way. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying, any of my Spider-Man fans who have already seen the movie, like I have, <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just saying. Um, anywho. So how can we go about fixing? So my brain is telling me don't dive into anything too fast because anything that I've dove into cold turkey has always turned out bad. They said you need to do gradual little changes in your lifestyle to enact long-term success. Because if I just go straight out all the way over, it's going to be bad. The kids are going to balk. They're not going to want to eat nothing. They're going to starve themselves. It's going to be just bad right so first thing that my research says is i need to keep track of what i eat using a food and mood diary so if anyone has a food and mood diary recommendation you guys can definitely talk to us over social media on meta and twitter and instagram and let us know your food and mood diary recommendations because this is i have a food diary but i don't have a food and mood diary and i would imagine that it's different because you have to um record what you eat how you felt when you ate it what was happening in your life when you ate it every time you eat and i'm like huh because it's trying to correlate what you're eating when you're stressed out or when you're sad or when you're having a certain emotion so that it can cut you can start to make those cuts and better decisions when you're feeling those emotions, which makes sense. Um, and then it has, of course, make time for relaxation. I'm like, child, I know this. Doing it, however, is a whole nother thing. So it says, give yourself permission to take at least 30 minutes every day to relax, decompress and unwind. Because I come home wound up. I don't know how to relax and enjoy like family dinner and I know you tell me all the time go sit down somewhere and you don't say it in those nice words you say it in the you say it in different words (laughs) so because Johnny JP says that I'm like a a robot and I don't know how to cut it off but I have to now because I have I have to I have to set my goals and hit my goals so He's just sitting here with the face on. I'm just here. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm just here. 
Yes, I have to recharge my batteries and enjoy something. So I've got to I've got to do that. That's so important. So I'm gonna give myself a heart attack if I don't. I gotta I gotta slow it down. Um, aim for eight hours of sleep every night. Just everybody should be sleeping pretty good. You know, I'll get during the week I get about six and a half seven, and I and well and I know why. It's because I eat I drink caffeine too late, and it keeps my body up. You drink caffeine. Period. Yep, I drink caffeine. You drink it too late. You drink it too early. You drink it too mid. <laughs> too mid. <laughs> <sighs> so we're gonna okay. So that's gonna that's gonna help because it says, of course, when you don't get to sleep, you need you crave sugar, which definitely I feel that, and I it's it's a a cycle, never in the cycle, right? You crave the sugar, you drink the sugar. Uh, the sugar keeps you awake at night. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not getting enough sleep. You crave the sugar. Sugar keeps you up at night. You're not getting enough sleep, right? Mm-hmm. And it just cycles around. And it's so psycho that it does that. I just don't want you to be the light-skinned big mama from Soul Food. Who is the light-skinned big mama from? Who was the dark-skinned big mama in Soul Food? I don't want you to be a light-skinned version of her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was so, like, I thought she mean? was the character. No, no, I don't want to be big mama. Big mama gone. <laughs> so she lasts too long. Oh, man. Um, make daily exercise a priority, which is a given. That's probably the easiest thing I do is walk like crazy. Like I'll, I'll walk all day. So that's one little thing I have on my side is that I do like to walk. I do enjoy walking. I'll go up and down the stairs 80 times if it gives me gives me steps. Um, and then connect with others. So spend time with positive people who enhance your life um, away from the negative effects of stress. So find some positivities. Mm-hmm. So those it's, it's a heavy load. So I have, I have to now identify what's like first steps. So I think first steps for me would be the diary, like keeping the diary of how I feel when I eat. Uh, and not necessarily on my break, which unfortunately that, I mean, well, not God knows it's not unfortunate. That's where I am right now is I'm on a break. So I can still do my diary. It's just going to be different when I go back to school. So I do want to do that first. And I do want to reach out to a nutritionist. And from my understanding, a lot of insurance companies, including ours, has them sort of available. We just got a request to have like a session and they'll give you a session and identify those areas in your in your dietary habits that you can change immediately, more immediately and then go from there. So, so yeah. Wow. Estimate. Mm-hmm. What you got? It's a number for you. <clears throat> Approximately how much do you think we spend a week on fast food? <sighs> Breakfast, lunch, and dinner a week. A week. I'm going to probably blowball it, too. You are. I am. You are. 60, 80. I'll say one. You are. You are. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 180, but now I'm nervous. So. Ooh, excuse me. I got hiccups. <laughs> you. I, <know. laughs> I was trying to do it in the mic. One. Okay. So 200. Okay. I don't know. JP, you got the right answer, babe. I don't have the right answer because I try not to look. Oh, see? See, y'all see? 
this is where we are. This is real life. Oh, you can't even look at what we spend in. And even now, it's so expensive. Like, it's appalling. They gave me the total, and I'm like, wait, we're eating the same thing we've been eating for years. And it's appalling how much the food costs now. Like, everything is so expensive. And even going to the store, like, you know, we did our grocery shopping. You're still going to spend 200 but at least then you know what you put in your body. Like, you know, hey, I see broccoli. I know broccoli. I see corn. I know corn. I know the chicken. I can bake the chicken and not fry the chicken or put it in a chicken nugget form, right? So it's still a much better option than the drive through that takes 25 minutes to get through now because they're understaffed. So, yeah. Okay, so we gonna we yeah. and that's gonna help us financially as is, well. Is there anything about my eating habits that irk you? Sometimes you won't eat, and that makes me nervous. Even though I do the same thing, like I'll go, I'll skip meals. You're not supposed to skip meals. Like it's just not good for your body, for your blood sugar. You crash out. You need sugar, whatever. But sometimes, like JP won't. Eat, and that's the one thing. And I get worried. But now that you said why, you said that you're, you know, trying to separate what we're eating from what you know you need for your body. And so now it makes a lot of sense that you're like, Nah, I'm good. I don't need anything. And I'm like, Are you sure? And you're like, No, I'm, I've already, I, I got it. I'm good. And I'm like, But babe, why don't you want to eat with me? Right. And now it makes sense. Yeah, because that food will make you sick. Yeah. Have you ever seen Super Size B? No. Dude. I've heard of it. I just I need to go back and and watch it again. The the first time I watched it was whenever it came out. Um cuz it used to come on HBO and I watched that movie and I swore off McDonald's for like a month <laughs> cuz I was like, "Oh my god. He really gets into like what's in the food." And then his experiment was every day for every meal, which was extreme because nobody would do that. But essentially, I'm almost there. Like, that's the go-to because it is convenient. It's pure convenience. It's not because it tastes good because Lord knows it don't. I have had bad fast food and it didn't matter. I ate it because, again, I don't eat to enjoy. I eat because if I don't, I'm going to be hangry or if I don't, I'm going to feel horrible um, even though I do when I eat it, like it's still, you know, my stomach is still like, oh, girl, what did you just feed me? Um, I could see the effects of it on my children because they are lethargic and um, entitled, <laughs> entitled because they don't want to eat basically anything else other than what they want, which is me. Right. That's little me. So it's creating a bad habit in them. Um, so I've got to just basically turn around. I got to back out the alley. And it's a long alley. I, I got to do something. I got to back out. The way Drew turned his nose at me when I made him a hamburger yeah. from home. Yeah. Almost, Which is crazy because we eat. We I make them burgers, but it's because mommy didn't make it. It was literally because mommy didn't make it. And he ate the whole thing. I was like, dude, you <laughs> ate the whole thing. Complained the whole time. But he ate the, I said, well, if, it's, if it tastes so bad, why did you eat the whole thing? He don't know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's creating an, an entire like different chapter, not a chapter that I want. <laughs> I'm like, uh-uh, see now. And I'm looking around now at reading my book and, and looking at the research. And I'm like, ooh, like this isn't this isn't going well. This is not what I want 
for them. I, and I don't want my husband to five minutes into the podcast. He's, he's time stamping something here. So My sanity. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, just, I don't know if there's anyone out here who's uh, going through. Um, all of us have stress. It's, it's, it is what it is. It's a, it's a way of life now. Um, and I'm steadily trying to find my happy place. And I think I'm going to get there, of course, with time, of course, because I can't stop where I am at this moment because I'm in the middle of a contract. So I have to wait. But I think I'm going to find a happy place where I am able to better balance the command, the demands and the commands of my professional position with my home, because right now home suffers. My body suffers because of the demands of what I need to do for the bulk of my day. And so it's a a rough sort of like this is what I have to do, but it it is what I have to do. Like because I can't have JP have to take care of me. Like that is what ultimate fear beyond sudden death. Of course, like leaving without being ready to leave, is that my husband has to pick me up, put clothes on me, wash me, put clothes on me, do things for me that I could have definitely avoided. A long time ago, if I would have just listened, listened to somebody and my children having to having a mother who's not active and able to go with them to Italy and, you know, go shopping and do stuff that I want to do. So that is a that's a that's a scary thing for me. Is that somebody above your husband? Is that what? Is that somebody above your husband? Is that somebody above my huh? I'm asking because this is stuff that I've been asking and you said somebody tell you like do you need like a doctor or somebody to advise you on this because I've I've been saying it I know probably yeah that's why I'm going to reach out to a nutritionist yeah a professional person well I need the direction because it's you know, coming from you, it's like, yes, I hear, I hear you. It, 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 I hear it comes it. across as I'm, I'm nagging you. No, it's not nagging. I know, but I just, I don't have any steps. You know, I'm a, I'm a step-by-step person. I, I'm like, okay, I, I know what I have to do. How do I do it? And bite, I don't know what to do. Bite the lettuce. <sighs> See? <laughs> is it arugula? It don't matter. It's lettuce. No, Try no, no, it. No, it doesn't matter because ki- iceberg is kill you. I don't like iceberg. But it's, if it's arugula or spinach, then I'm a little more amenable because I've had spinach before or broccoli salad. That's the biggest thing. You just got to just want to try. Yeah. I'm doing better with it. <laughs> You'd be like, no, I'm cool. Thank you. <laughs> I'm doing better with it, though. I'm doing better. You can't say I'm not doing better. I'm not saying anything. I'm not anything. completely off now because I used to just be like completely leave, get that out my face. Bleh. But now I'll be like, yeah, I know. The side. I know. I get to see the side, but I mean, it's mm. okay. So, but that's what I mean. I mean, I need the steps to starting this process because it's not going to be an overnight, but it is going to be beneficial. And I got to take a step like I got to step. So, and that step is like what I imagine people who are trying to quit smoking because it's a, it's an addiction. It's a, they said, we're now addicted to the food we eat. We're addicted to the sugar in our food. Like fruit and stuff has the sugar that we're addicted to. So it's like trying to quit something that I'll, that's all I know. And then rewiring my brain so that I don't go back to it and try to continue to find reward in food. So 
So yeah, that's where we're that's where we're gonna go, and we'll have to do a maybe in six weeks or so. I'd have to do an update episode on how this is going because it's 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 coming up on Monday here, and I know it's the, the Monday of 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 the holiday week. So I said, all right, tomorrow I'm gonna like did the diary, start it up, reach out to a nutritionist, like start to do the little things that I know I have the the power to do, and then go from where I get the advice, like go from go to the next step. So mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, that's where I am. Yay me. Yay. Yay, Yay. us, man. <laughs> yes, because I'm gonna be like, JP, help. Be bought up in a corner. I need a reward and I don't know where it's coming from. Uh-uh. Help me. Especially when I start back up school because it's so stressful. So, but I am working on that. Um factually very hard so i have a i have a step process for that so that's gonna get better very soon yeah you'll be be just fine Mm -hmm. so that's where i am everyone if there's anyone out here who is a want to link up and have some moral support have a little support group i will invite it and welcome it um especially if you've been through this process and having to re uh, rewire and change the way you're you know you've br- been brought up essentially because it's not anything that it's not necessarily wrong the way I was brought up I'm a happy functioning adult person I just got some things that I need to like work through and so if I reach out you know to a professional help me hey all the better I think Sherry Shepard the actress she said the only way that the only reason why she lost the last bit of her weight was because she had to get rid of the emotional weight and she was like, that's for real. She was like, I wouldn't have been able to get through and, and look how I look because she looks fabulous now. She said, I had to get rid of the emotional weight. And then that's when she, the rest of the weight fell off. And it's not like I'm trying to lose weight. I just want to feel better. Like, yeah, I just want to feel vibrant. You want to feel good. And not, oh, okay. And I want to be like dragging. I'm dragging. I am not even listening to you right now. I don't want to drag anymore. And I want to sleep better. So, yeah, because now I'm like, oh, it has to be my bed. Got to be the bed that's making me sleep kind of sucky. It's not the bed. It's not the bed. Yeah, because our our mattress is not that old. So, we ain't finished spending $3,000 on bed. Talk about it. Talk about it in a couple of years. (laughs) So, anywho. Uh, anything lasting we want to tell our listeners? I know this is sort of a more personal episode, and we do these in sporadic moments. <sighs> JP, uh huh. JP's going to help me through this. He's my partner in crime. So, in regards to this episode, mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> so yes, this, this is his idea to make sure that I um, kind of face up to what's happening and um, work towards making better decisions for. Me and him and our and our little family here. So the children are going to be mad, but they don't have to just be mad. Mommy going to be mad too, but we going to do it together. And it's not like I'm going to throw them onto a diet or anything. I'm just going to say, hey, we're not going to eat that for a while. Let's do something. Let's have an alternate. Let's do something different. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's going to take a lot of meal planning. So I'm going to need your help with that. I got you, boss. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just because if I know I got it at home, it's already ready. I'm like, all right. Then the convenience gets knocked out. That's not a, in the equation. So I bought you a pressure so, cooker. I know. We got a pressure cooker. So if y'all got some really yummy recipes, I am really into cabbage and I really like broccoli. 
Like those are my like yummy, yummy vegetables that I would really eat. Green beans, I'm kind of on and off with depending on. I like the French style green beans. Haircuts. So. <clears throat> yeah, that, that that fancy word there. Um, and of course, um, corn, which is not really a, the, the healthiest of vegetables, but it's better than a French fry. So the Native Americans called it maize. <laughs> so, yes, I cannot. So that's where we go. <laughs> We're going to get some recipes for some some yummy vegetables. I need them kid friendly. I got some recipes. Y'all shout them out to us. Uh, especially if your children love them, because I need to make it appealing to the kitties. Drew, he will try. Jai will not. But I think if I just keep putting it in front of her, it's like every day to put the same plate get dropped in front of her. She's going to have to try it because if not, she's going to starve. So Drew will be like, hmm, I'll taste this. And then he'll actually say, oh, this tastes good. Jai would just stare at it. But of course, she's five. So. So that's where we're going to go, y'all. It's going to be a journey, but um, I will share our progress as we go. And JP's going to lead the family here. He's going to lead us to the the way to go. <laughs> we're going to have a plan, and you are going to hold me to the plan. Can I say it that way instead of you leading us? It's not holding you to it. You, it's <clears throat> being open to it. Being open to the plan. Yes. Yes, I do. I do like a plan. I like a plan, and I like steps. Okay, and then you being open to it. And me being open to it, yes. Open to trying new. Word. Yes, okay, okay. I'm with you. (sighs) And then if I lose some weight in the process, baby, snatch it up, because I'm going on vacation in a few months, and so, hey, I eventually got to, well, no, I can still fit my bathing suit, but if if it's too big. Let's be realistic. That vacation probably ain't going to happen, because it's better get bad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh don't just pop my bubble hey, on, the, hey. on the pod. Mm-mm. Don't pop Mm-mm. my bubble on the pod. I'm sorry, but yeah. We got to do something, though. We can't just, We're going to do something. It just right. might not be that. That. Yeah, well, we got to. <laughs> maybe we just fly out and just leave it at that and not necessarily get on a, on a ship. Yeah, so All we'll right. see. All yeah. right, well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm like, don't pop my bubble. You know, I'm trying to. Trying to get up off this off this rock for a second. All right. Anything else, my love? This has been um it's 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 a process. It's been fun and it's eye opening for me to say it out loud. It's been I'm like, oh, oh God, this is horrible. So my insides are like screaming, but it is what it is. I am a human with human flaws, so um it- at, this this is this is just random, mm-hmm. but at what point do you know what the hell it is that you want when you go to the gro- when you go to the grocery store? I mean, <sighs> unless you're a first time shopper, you've pretty much gone to the grocery store every goddamn week right. of your life. Okay, so why do you have to stare at the ingredients? <laughs> On the, on the goddamn package and block up the, the aisle every week. Why do people do that? You've been buying the same stuff weekly yeah. for your entirety of your life. No. Why? We have a big issue with people who are completely oblivious in the grocery store. I don't know how. I, I don't know if it's because of our training. I don't even know how you don't know what's around you because I'm so intent on what's around me that I can't even like get in the way of anybody because I know who's behind me. 
But people would just stop in the middle of the grocery store and in the aisle. And it's a busy aisle. And just stand there staring at cereal or staring at meat or staring at. Captain Crunch has not changed the ingredients of of their product. They actually made it easier for us by separating the goddamn Crunch Berries. (laughs) There's a whole box of them. Now you can just buy those. And they got all the nutritional facts. And they tell you, based on a 2,000 calorie diet. Not even this that. Is how no, much it you've is, been eating it just, your whole life, so this I is the know. week you gonna stop. I don't know, babe. Oh, I just that's just my. This rant, is man. this is yeah. This is just a moment, but it is just. I don't even think that just happened. This happens in all the stores. I want to say it was just at Walmart, but it's not just at Walmart because people in Target do it too. They just stop, and then you just in the way. Or people try to fix, like we were in um, another store this earlier today. They were trying to fix their mask. You walk in with them with the cart. Two miles per hour and then just stop. And then there's everybody behind you. You bottleneck in the door fixing your mask. I'm like, girl, whoa, move. And they you were they were 110. They were 110 years old. But they so still they get in the pass. way. They get no, a pass they were in the way. So I don't that's, know. That's respecting your elders. They were they were 100. And that lady that you were talking about, she was kind of up there, too. No, she wasn't. That lady was probably in her 50s. But she obviously wanted to try a new cheese this week. <laughs> Trying the cheese. Just be aware of who's around y'all. I just, I don't think, I don't want to be funny. This is going to probably sound kind of crazy. I don't know, but. Nope. As a brown person. <laughs> nope. I'm just saying. I don't have the luxury. Good night, everybody. <laughs> we cannot. Brown people cannot do this. Yeah. <laughs> we can't be a They going to shoot yeah, us. listening to the episode we're available on all social media channels y'all and uh paid in full pod at gmail.com is our main contact email address for any episode ideas questions comments concerns anything at all if you're nice about it we will respond she's trying to cater to the african audience (laughs) she's trying to get some listens over there in africa we can't stop walking so we have to keep it moving (laughs) none of my business so thank you guys as always please uh, continue to support we love our listeners um, especially those who continue to come back every week and those who actually are engaging with the episode so I'm hoping that I was able to help someone out there today and I'm definitely going to keep y'all updated on the progress of this new step for new me 2022 new me new year new me (laughs) so Good night. Take care, everybody. Good night, people. Cheers. Hey, yo, beat this. Hey, yo, beat this. Listen, I can do this all day It's always my pleasure like Chick-fil-A People gonna always have something to say But it don't matter though They try to read me but I'm not a bookstore Try to dog me but I'm not a Labrador I'm always dodging a bull like a matador Some of these people fishy to the abacore 
Old school gassed up, call me Texaco Said I'm old school gassed up, call me Emico So you can't put up my flame It's a shame with some names with due for fame That's right, we only here for entertainment Labels treating people like it's enslavement Do the show, move the crowd, give me the payment And when they're done, then they kick you to the pavement Then it's on to the next replacement Never paid you for your placements Now you're back to making beats in your mama basement Hey mama but I'm not salty though Sometimes losing your money can make you humble, yo Family matters when your wind's low And your ends go Got me searching for my edges with some dude grow I guess it's just what happens when your stress goes I was almost in the street like Put a quarter in my cup You can have the flashy things and caviar So what? Ramen noodles taste good from a styrofoam cup Hey yo, beat this Hey yo, beat this Yo, beat this.